We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 843-17 before 9. Tommy Tucker, WWL. Quickly to J.P. Morrell, New Orleans City Council member. How you doing, J.P.? I'm good. How are you doing, Tommy? I'm okay. Tell me about the letter you guys sent to the mayor yesterday, please. Uh, basically, the council sent a letter with all seven members signed on to it, outlining what we believe the process should be for selecting a new chief. The mayor sent us a, uh, a I guess she proceeded as an overture, but kind of sent us a letter at five, at like at three or five p.m. on a Friday, saying, "Get me your suggestions by next week on Friday, and I'll make my decision on the twenty second. Um, the council responded with a unified response outlining that we believe the mayor should select an interim police chief. We believe that there should be a national search for replacement police chief, and that should be a transparent process with both city council and public input, and that whoever that chief is must go through the council confirmation process that voters passed just this past election cycle. You know, um, I think that the mayor is going to, if she does try to ram this through, and, and I hope she doesn't, because I don't think if there is a qualified candidate currently on NOPD and she names that person, I think she's going to torpedo them from the beginning. Um, is that something the council's mentioned to her, or, or is that appropriate to mention to her or not? Or I, I don't, I'm, I guess what I'm concerned with, JP, is, is that, you know, you not only kind of circumventing the will of the people, but maybe you're taking a candidate that could be a good superintendent and never giving them the chance. What are the, what are the, qual- go ahead and respond to that. Yeah, I, mean, I, mean, I, I think, I think the issue is, is that leadership is about bringing disparate groups together. And this is an opportunity for the mayor to show that she can lead. I would argue, honestly, and I've talked to plenty of police officers, a truly qualified candidate would want to go through the confirmation process and I think to your point, when you look at the state the department is currently in, you look at the fact that we have surveys, we have exit surveys, uh, Council President Moreno is going to go over one in detail tomorrow that we got from former officers who left and from officers who are still in the department. Morale is at an absolute bottom, and they continually, repeatedly cite the lack of leadership at the upper echelons of the NOPD. I think there's two problems. One I think that if the number one issue for existing officers and why they're leaving is leadership and you ignore them and replace Ferguson with someone else from his leadership team, you are slapping every officer in the face saying, I don't give a crap what your problem is. I think further with the public, you look at the overwhelming margin through which the, the charter went passed, there is an expectation that there's going to be a public process where at the very least 
Tommy, someone who's going to be the next chief needs to be able to publicly articulate what their plan is to fight crime and deal with the rising crime in the city of New Orleans. But to your point, I think that any credible candidate would tell the mayor, if they're a credible candidate, no, I want to go through the confirmation process so that the public can buy into my leadership and so officers can hear what I'm going to do to do things differently. I think I think that anything less than that causes two huge problems. The first is, as I publicly stated previously, any effort to circumvent confirmation is going to lead to a candidate having tremendous scrutiny from the council. It'll lead to the Governmental Affairs Committee reviewing all their qualifications and absolutely kicking the tires in a way that is going to be much more aggressive just to try and make sure that the public's will is met. Two, I think to your point, you basically you basically set up a new chief behind the eight ball that regardless of how good to they fail. may or may not be, you've torpedoed them before yep. they started. Yep. Um, when it comes to the mayor and Officer Vappi and timesheets and um, – I just wonder, it's nice to have a nationwide search and look for somebody, but I just wonder who's – somebody texted in earlier that if the mayor hires somebody from outside, she's going to be signing her own arrest warrant, and I get the the nature of that. I don't know if that's literal or not, but I just wonder, as long as LaToya Cantrell is mayor with three years to go, considering that somebody had to know what was going on with her security de- detail and the police and it's okay to do this with the timesheets and it's not that – I, I just don't know how the mayor is suddenly going to back off of the police department and, and go on. And I'm trying to understand this, JP, and, and, and knowing what I know about people, that she's going to go on a national search. And then after you, you're going to find somebody that's willing to come in that has a or, or maybe from internally um, that that has a plan. And then she's just going to say, well, you know what, wherever the investigation leads with Officer Vappy, whatever it leads, I can't I can't imagine that happening. That seems to be like a giant disconnect. Well, I think the challenge we're going to have for candidates nationally is putting together a process that says that we are going to support an innovative, um, an innovative, courageous, and independent chief. The challenge you're going to have, and that's why this process is so important, is that the process is not transparent. If you don't have buy-in from stakeholders, the council, all of the other groups saying we're all going to pull together and work together on this process, you're not going to get good candidates. You're going to get bad candidates because good candidates are going to say, I'm not coming here to be a rubber stamp for an administration in crisis. I'm coming here to fix a department. And that being said, I think the challenge you're going to run into, um, to be clear, I mean, Tommy, you've heard this term. We've all said it, said it previously about, about scandals like this. Mm. The conspiracy could be worse than the crime. Yep. The fact that there's so much effort being spent to be non-transparent in investigating this in other cases, especially those involved in elected officials, the lack of transparency and the efforts to take to hide things that are embarrassing often make a crime infinitely worse. It's always a cover-up that gets you. That's what gets you the cover-up. I mean, mean, look at uh, Jim Brown. Jim Brown was only guilty of lying to the FBI. So, I mean, all that being said, I think that that's the absolute reason why the council and the public are demanding a national search for an independent chief because we need a chief whose primary concern is saving our city, fixing the reputation of this department and getting it back on track, not trying to figure out how to give appropriate sound bites to 
downplay any crises that elected officials are having. The police chief's job is supposed to be singularly focused. And I'll tell you something that, uh, that I've talked about for years, uh, Freddie King and I have been talking about. I mean, there's been a renewed interest, uh, Tommy, at this point in looking at an elected police chief purely for that reason or changing the structure because for too long it's viewed as a police chief as kind of like the, the mayor's henchman or henchwoman. And I mean, that's part of why the department has such low morale because they realize that as long as the police chief is only answerable to one person, that's the only person they have to police. Confirmation, the reason why voters voted, voted for it is because it changes that equation. When you're going through the process to get hired now, you have to prove to the council and the public you're the best person for the job and you're worthy of keeping it, not just that one person who's who arguably makes the final pick. This is an organization with hopefully, what, ideally 1,400 people working? I don't know what the civilian uh, employees are, and then you got another discussion about civilianization. But it's an organization that has a $155 million budget approximately. You need to have somebody that is one hell of an administrator as well and knows how to run an organization that big where you can attract the finest and retain them in their field, correct? Well, uh, administrative skills are certainly important. I would argue that the next police chief needs to have experience actually being a police officer because there's a disconnect there. Well, wait, I'm talking about, I understand that, but I'm talking about in terms of running the department fairly and no favoritism, no cronyism, et cetera? Well, uh, well, I mean, I think the challenge is is that an argument will be made and has been made that if you pick someone who has administrative skills, that person will be able to function in that department. I think there's two challenges there. First, like I said, you have to have practical experience of actual policing, totally which agree. is something that has – the second thing is that there has to be someone who's going to be able to articulate to the public out loud, like Richard Pennington did, what their innovative plan is for fighting crime and not just as we had for Ferguson for three years with a double down the last year, the plan I've got's great. It's a secret plan and it's working. I don't need any more of that. I need someone who's going to show up with a, I mean, the Pennington plan was a written plan. You could read it. The mayor, the, honestly, if you look at, the Pennington example, um, you had a national search. I believe uh, Chief Pennington was picked by, was picked at that committee that was created by uh, Mayor Moriel after the first or second round of them going out for candidates. But the reality is that this department is in shambles, and we need someone who's got a new, innovative way for running departments. We don't just need someone who can – monitor the payroll properly and make sure people are showing up to work. We need more than that because... Well, I didn't, I didn't mean to imply the, that, but I'm saying you, you, if you bring somebody in that's going to institute their own cronyism, then you're right back where you started, right? Well, I, well, I mean, the, the reality is that part of cronyism, part of the problem you have right now and the perception you have with Ferguson is that when you have someone who's from here who rose through the ranks, who made, who built relationships, those relationships are what led to cronyism. What you often heard from officers under Pennington was that he didn't know anybody. He was tough, but he was fair because he didn't know anybody. That's what I was saying before as well. But he also, yeah. again, you got to be able to manage an organization. Thank you, JP. I appreciate your time as always. I think we're saying the same thing just differently. 854, 6 till 9, time for WWL traffic now. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.